Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, March 16th. In today's news, the United States finally slaps some sanctions on Russia. Bob Mueller issues a subpoena to the Trump Organization. And people were killed near Miami on Thursday after a pedestrian bridge collapsed onto moving traffic. But first, the big idea. President Trump may hire multiple cable news personalities as part of a shakeup. Donald Trump's reality television presidency may be getting a little more star power for season two. Trump has decided to remove Army General H.R. McMaster as his national security advisor, and five sources say that he is actively discussing Fox News contributor John Bolton as a potential successor, a leading contender to replace Veterans Affairs Secretary David Shulkin, who Trump has also soured on, is Pete Hegseth, a 37-year-old co-host of Fox and Friends Weekend. The president named CNBC talking head Larry Kudlow on Wednesday to replace former Goldman Sachs president Gary Cohn as his chief economic advisor. Heather Nauert, a former co-host of Fox and Friends, got promoted on Monday from being a spokesperson for the State Department to acting undersecretary of state for public diplomacy and public affairs. She replaced her boss, Steve Goldstein, who was fired because he publicly contradicted the White House's claim that Secretary of State Rex Tillerson knew he had been fired before Trump announced it on Twitter. Trump expressed interest in hiring Bolton, Hegseth, and Kudlow during the transition, but he was dissuaded by traditionalists at the time who said they weren't nearly qualified enough for these jobs. Now the embattled president feels liberated, and he's putting a premium on people he's comfortable with. Cable pundits he's watched on the tube for years apparently fit the bill. The president has fewer events on his schedule than he did during the opening year of his presidency so that he can have extra executive time in the residence. Everyone knows that's a euphemism for watching television. As a result, the cable news feedback loop is stronger than ever. Last Friday, the president pardoned former Navy sailor Christian Saucier five days after he pleaded his case on Fox and Friends, one of the president's favorite shows. Installing cable pundits in decision-making jobs Hasn't worked out too well thus far, but that doesn't seem to weigh too heavily on the president. Foreign policy pros were aghast when Trump named Katie McFarland as his deputy national security advisor during the transition. She appeared frequently over the years on Fox as an analyst and anchored her own show called DEFCON 3. But the last time she'd worked in government was more than three decades ago as a junior Pentagon speechwriter. McFarland got marginalized after Michael Flynn, her patron, went down. Then Trump nominated her to be ambassador to Singapore, but that nomination had to be withdrawn when damning emails implicated McFarland in the Russia scandal and imperiled her Senate confirmation. Trump initially named another Fox talking head, Monica Crowley, as the senior director of strategic communications for the NSC. He stood by her for more than a week as news stories revealed egregious examples of plagiarism over the years. Just before the inauguration, under pressure, the president-elect finally dumped her. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the Trump administration has taken its strongest stance yet against Russia for its aggression against the United States. The administration imposed new financial sanctions against Russian government hackers and spy agencies following a string of cyber attacks, including Moscow's interference in the 2016 election. Though analysts say the effects of these sanctions are mostly symbolic, Officials hope they might 
deter tampering in this year's midterm elections and show the Russians that attacks on the United States will not go unchallenged. The administration also alerted the American people yesterday that Russia is actively targeting our energy grid with computer malware that could sabotage our systems. Those strikes against American and nuclear power plants and water and electric systems have accelerated since 2015. And earlier on Thursday, the United States joined France, Germany, and Great Britain in denouncing the Russians for their brazen assassination attempt of a former Russian spy and his daughter inside Britain. The country said in a joint statement that the poisoning was the, quote, first offensive use of a nerve agent in continental Europe since World War II. Number two, special counsel Bob Mueller has issued his first known subpoena to the Trump organization. The New York Times reports that he's ordered the company to turn over all documents related to Russia and other areas of the investigation. It's a sign that the special counsel's probe could be moving closer to the president and that the investigation will last several more months. The subpoena comes as Mueller seems to be broadening his investigation into the role of foreign money in funding Trump's political activities. The Trump organization has claimed it never had real estate holdings in Russia, but Mueller's team has been asking witnesses recently about a possible real estate deal in Moscow. Number three, people were killed near Miami on Thursday after a pedestrian bridge collapsed onto moving traffic. The bridge collapsed, crushed vehicles, and left rescue workers racing to free victims from under the concrete and metal. The bridge was under construction and hadn't yet opened to pedestrians. It was designed to make it easier for Florida International University students to cross a busy roadway, but it was also built using a program that allowed for quick construction without the typical permitting processes. The Miami-Dade Police Department says that a homicide unit has begun investigating the accident. The police declined to discuss whether stress tests had been done on the bridge yet. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, March 16th. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you on Monday.